What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. You've already started recording and are going to start playing music or something at some point. So, What's really funny is that you said, I'm sure. And then I pressed the record button. And then you said, you've already started recording. So the show began with you saying you've already started recording, which is not an inaccurate statement. What you said was accurate. Within I know it's rare. A, it's, a it's rare in wrestling media. Oh, we're not media. We're just uh, idiots. We, we are a form of media. Of course we are, but no, we're just idiots. We're, we're not. We're not dumb. Acknowledge me. No, because we don't make stuff up and and say stupid things. Otherwise, we would be the media and. Make money from this. Who knows? This sound- That title sure does cover up those Classic. beautiful abs of yours. I'll make you a deal. You show me your abs, and I'll show you my... Ooh, oh, go, go away, Leo! Go away! Might be my favorite ever Leo Rush moment in WWE. <laughs> right. Dean fucking Ambrose. Or not. I don't know. Who knows? You know? Who the hell knows we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about let's, let's start the show oh, hey yo why should you visit thechairshot.com thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan thechairshot.com always use your head It's Pastoral Down. The straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is that time again. It's a Tuesday night for us, likely a Wednesday morning for you, but it could be any time. That's the glory of podcasting. It could be Wednesday morning, July the 6th, 2022. It could be Thursday, 
April 15th, 2027. I don't even know if that's a Thursday. It probably isn't. But that's when you could be listening. Maybe it is in another universe. Now that the multiverse has been opened. Anything is possible. But this is the Greg DeMarco Show. Whenever you're listening. That's what this is. Even if we rename it again. Which I don't think we're going to do. But you just never know with us. Like you just never know. You know what? Your track record suggests otherwise. Yes. Yes, it does. But I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like as busy as life is, as crazy as things are. It's like things have to calm down a whole lot for me to even and, think about rebranding the right, show. Right. Well, and, and let's be real. How many times do you have to get the feedback that the show is the Greg DeMarco show before you'll actually Stop like just not fiddle know, right? That that's true. And I've, I've asked you guys multiple times to not allow me to do it. You don't listen. It's not really your well, fault. As as your as you like to say, because it's your show. Which it's really, not even a soundbite. That's just in the show opening. Like I know, but it might as well be because it's my and show. It's, so anyway, we're here. Greg Demarco, Patrick O'Dowd, Greg Demarco show, Chairshot Radio Network, Chairshot.com. Always use your head because that's the right thing to do in any aspect of life. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head we're gonna talk a few different things but first make sure you go follow patrick o'dowd at wrestling realist w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t there's no i in wrestling but there is one in realist and there is one in patrick for the wrestling realist patrick o'dowd who gave me the single finger not that finger the the pointer finger for the, some reason the bot the, the bots are back Oh, so what do you got? Like 502, 506, 509? No, I don't know. I don't think I've gotten back to 500 yet. Hold on. I'm going to get that. I get the old, uh, I get the profile. While he does that, you can also follow me at Chairshot Greg. That's all the forms the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Um, you can go follow the Chairshot Radio Network or Chairshot.com at Chairshot Media. What do you got? Give us the update. Seven, I have 17 fake followers to go. I'm at 483. So, man. Only you fan dropped considerably. They, they swiped like 60 fake. I had all these fake sex bots. You might you know, have. So okay. many. Let, let's, let's be real, Patrick O'Dowd. You might have lost real people. People might have Maybe. been tired of the Illinois and St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, the, the wrestling takes well, that actually makes sense. They might be tired of those things. You need to be like be. me, Patrick O'Dowd. As as the official Twitter account fake, fake leukemia? of, of oh, WrestleView.com said, the king of the shit takes. That's what you need to be, Patrick O'Dowd. The king of the I mean, congratulations or, on that, by the way. I'm I'm proud of it, as you know. Um oh, or know. of course the uh yes, the, the 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 fake leukemia. Um that gentleman, and I don't use that term loosely, that gentleman did apologize through his brother, because I blocked him. It takes yeah. – there's only a few circumstances under which I will block somebody. And and this was the first you fake leukemia one that I blocked. Um, right. But good came of that as I made a post across multiple forms of social media. And, and that allows people to both reach out, say good things, share their own stuff, hit me up individually. You just – if you choose to be public with a – illness with a disease which call it was it what it is with whatever 
and you you live your life a certain way, you can impact other people. And that's what matters here more than some idiot who, who who said that. And then, yeah, he apologized and all that, but he still has live tweets out there where he says that Roman Reigns leukemia is bullshit. So, well, I, it just did. I, I just say that I never, I never buy, I very rarely buy the Twitter apology because I, I mean, it's what it's tough for me to buy a lot of apologies. Like maybe we'll talk about public figures later or whatever, but yeah, um, we just the general, but the general nature of human beings when they say horrible things or whether it's, you know, and in the grand scheme of horrible things, like they didn't threaten to, you know, harm you physically or something like that. Like they didn't go after you like that, but you know, to, to, to take they didn't wish disease. my kids were dead. Like the, the PWP right. guys did years ago. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you, you write this thing out and then, you don't apologize until you're called out for it, which, by the way, I mean, you subtweeted the guy. You didn't really actually add him or anything like that. So it was – you didn't – at least what I saw, you never put their handle in your status or response. You just said – Oh, this because is I already one. blocked them. So, yeah, I didn't even know who he was. Right. So, like, there was never anything that said, hey, go get this guy. What, what happened is, is that the internet is – it, it follows you um, it will, and, it, and, and people will find you. And so don't tweet mean things or don't tweet, you know, horrible things because people will find you. And then when the karmic response came after, came after you and, you know, people called you out for your terrible behavior, then suddenly you feel bad. Like you don't feel bad that you said it. You feel bad that you got called out and caught and, like whatever, and, and I know you well enough to know that this wasn't something that caused you like some irreparable harm or mental anguish. Like, Zero. That's just not your. Well, that's just not your mental makeup. Like, and if there's one thing that I think that you're, you know, is unique about you is that I do genuinely believe you when you say you don't particularly care what people, for the most part, write or say you know, about you and your shit takes in wrestling it's or your life in general on, on the socials. Not everybody's like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I commend you for that. Uh, but it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't be held to some level of accountability for, for, for what you put out there in the universe. And I never saw anything of, of what was tweeted at the guy. I just saw him be like, I said something stupid and now he's, he thought you were sending people after him, by the way. I, I know he did. That. Yeah. Um, I saw someone um, sent me a screenshot of his tweet and, and, and that guy who was the guy who was going after him. Um, I told that guy not to even more. I was like, don't just don't. It's, it's like, I don't even care. Like you care more about this than I do. Right. There's no reason for you. And then I guess the guy's brother hit me up and somebody else hit me up. And it was just like, well, you know, it is what it is. Like, that's great. And it was like, he feels bad, whatever. And maybe he does. You know, there's sometimes people do hit a point in their life where they realize that things they've been doing are stupid. And and sometimes there's bad behaviors and sometimes there's bad people. And maybe he's a a person who was choosing bad behaviors or maybe he's a bad person. I don't know. Not going to find out because I wouldn't even remember his handle to unblock him. I think you can go in and see who you've blocked. I don't care. Um, 
there was once a way you could see who blocked you. And I did look at like, like you have to use an outside website. And I did. And I was just like, Oh, who even are some of these people? Like sometimes, you know, when you go through a tweet and you look at the replies and you see the little gray box, like you, the person limits who can see this is that's usually someone who's blocked you. And like occasionally I'll go through and be like, geez, like what the, like all these people have blocked me. Right. Like I've really left an impression on these people. This is fantastic. Yeah. I've, I've never, I, I know of exactly one human being who blocked me ever. Then you, sir, are not trying hard enough. No, I don't. I don't really try at all. Like no. I, I that, like if there's one thing we know, I don't have a strong social media presence. Um, which is why, you know, I will take all of the OnlyFans bot account. By the way, every one of those, um, every one of those accounts are always like the top one point five percent. Uh, only fans like it's always it's always yeah. I, I get only i get only the best fake women. you can probably pay for that follow me on twitter that metal on oh yeah it's just like buying followers because if those numbers are accurate there's about 84 billion people on only fans oh, which yeah, means totally. that every human has to have 12 accounts um and maybe they do but plus they got I mean, a, i got a, like seven because I, I don't I've have got, any social media. I only have, I only I only have, have one so if you follow mine oh wow that's it that's just the one i don't have the others it's legitimately real. Don't ask for proof. The proof's in the pictures. But that's the OnlyFans, and that's where you can see. Let's, let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about some money. Wrestler, plenty of wrestlers have OnlyFans account. They do, and now they're allowed to. And so, yeah, the business has changed. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure one gentleman who does not have an OnlyFans account is Mr. Money in the Bank 2022. Austin Theory, guy who wasn't even in the match, gets added as an eighth participant to the match after losing the United States Championship to Bob Lashley earlier in the night. It's always the person in the second match. Like, if you go back and look at history and see when somebody gets added later, it's typically the person in the second match. Seth Rollins, when he lost, when he cashed in Money in the Bank, which we might talk about later, he lost to Randy Orton in the second match of the night. And then... Proper, not like not counting the, the, the pre-show kickoff stuff. Yeah, and and then he cashed in Money in the Bank later in the night. Like typically, when you get added, if you wrestled on the card, it's the second match. I don't know why. Maybe I can find a way to incorporate that into my shows. I don't know, but Austin Theory. I mean, is now Mister Money in the Bank. I mean, maybe it's it's enough to to give you the just the break that you need. You know, it's early. You know, it's not it's not the opening match. But you know, it's you know, number two. It's like a, a match in a vignette, and then you're in, and then you got like good, you know, hour and a half or so before you gotta like warm up and get back out there. So yeah, it. I mean, it makes sense. You you got to do it early if you're gonna if you're gonna do that that sort of booking. So enough um, time to where if you get hurt and things have to change, they have time to figure that right. out. They have time um, to change. Yep. What's also interesting is that. Um, he lost. Seth Rollins lost. He lost. All, all of that comes into play. But um, with that victory, a lot of complaining has come about among the internet. People are, and it's bringing up the it, literally what I tweeted a couple of weeks ago. We literally talked about it yeah. last week on this show. Is that um, people complain about pushing new stars? They push new stars. It's like no, no, not that one. We want this other person. We wanted this person. Like. Never going to be happy. 
never, ever, 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 ever going to be happy. Ever, ever, never, ever. Uh, yeah, I don't. It makes my head hurt. It's how, what theory is what, like 23 or something? 24. So I, I, he, it doesn't get much more younger and built, and they've built the shit out of this guy. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. but oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've shoved him down our throats, Craig. That's what it is. They've shoved him down our throats. Uh, therefore, he sucks because being booked regularly is getting shoved down our throats. Um, so I, I, you know, I guess the internet is totally right. They haven't been seeing something special in this guy, and he doesn't, you know, have a character that's over at all, like not a not a heel at all. That heats all X Pac heat, right? Like that's what it is. Like everybody hates him because we don't want to see him. Not we hate him because he's an insufferable dick. Like you're supposed to hate him. He's I think I described him as like the evolution of the Miz character. Like mm-hmm. he's basically ramped up the Miz and made it his own with, you know, a lot of it being the social media, Instagram selfie stuff. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm with you, man. They don't, they don't know what they want. They don't, they think they know what they want. They, nah, they, they think don't. every guy, well, and that's the thing is they think every guy that isn't, you know, pushed the way theory is pushed has somehow been marginalized to the point of being wasted and ruined. Um, and then anytime they get the, get a moment it's too little too late for those guys um i just i don't even know like i don't even know why these people watch like i don't i don't understand you know what they watch because they want to hate it like like they literally well that's the thing is like i don't watch aew because i don't like aew's product like i don't care and and i and i'm fine like i'm fine if you if, if other people love aew i think theory's great I think Theory is one of the next big things in the WWE. I think it's Absolutely. clear as day. And, yeah, and I don't think there's going to be any mistake about it. Right. Um, you know, not every next big thing for the WWE works out right away, Lacey Evans. But, but like, I don't think she's going to work out either. But yeah. No, but I'm just like, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, don't watch the damn show. Yeah, I, I just I like and, and the real and the other big problem I have here is because we're like we're called apologists, right? Like we were yes. we're shit takes we're we're carrying water for the WWE. I don't know of any who is carrying water for the WWE other than us. And because we have the audacity to say we enjoy the product that they put out, and we think like every single review of money in the bank that I saw a website put out the best descriptor I got was uneven show that ultimately disappoints. Like what, why? Cause it's, it's, it's just why? Cause because you didn't get the results you wanted or you, the way you think that WWE program should be plotted and booked does not match with what you expect out of out of a product, 
So you're you're already reviewing from a bad faith place. Like your position is already bad because you don't like ahead of time what's going to hit. And if you can't put that aside, then there's no there's no fair assessment of what you're watching. And that is not to say that everything on Money in the Bank was good. Um, but even when the WWE puts in a quality pay-per-view or premium live event, we, we find a way to, to crap on the result. And this is just another piece of that. Like they they needed to get the they needed to get the belt off of theory, so they had him lose, loses the belt, so you can put him back in because he's moving onward and upward. That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Even though he's got a match against Bob Lashley at SummerSlam for the U.S. title, and who knows how that's going to go. Right. And maybe they're making Lashley the top babyface on Raw, and they really do intend on making the U.S. championship the top title on Raw with with Roman's schedule being what it is. I don't know. I'm I'm doubtful. I'm skeptical of people's ability to accept it. I I still think people would be quicker to accept a new title as the top title than they would be to accept the U S or intercontinental championships as top right. championships on the raw and the SmackDown. Um, as it stands today though, we would be headed for uh, Bob Lashley versus Gunther at survivor series, which signed me up for that. I am here here for that one all day, every day and, and would love to see it. So um, one of the criticisms of Mr. Theory is some, some prior wrongdoings on the Twitter that I'm going to talk, or, or I don't even know what social media it was. Um, it, it all seems to happen on Instagram, so I'm saying, or maybe Snapchat. Um, one that I don't have. You can follow me at, at ShareShotCraig. You ain't going to find it on Snapchat. Um, so I'm going to go to commercial and come back and address that because I did some research and found out some very interesting things in my research that, um, well, they're interesting. But before we do that, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those beautiful chair shot t-shirts. We got logos. We got designs. We got stuff for the shows. We got slogans. We got stuff for the people. You name it. We got it. You can get it any style you want. You get a tank top. You can get a hoodie. And of course, you can get it in soft style. Nice and comfy on your delicate little skin. Um, won't cause you to break out. You know, any of that good stuff. Just follow the instructions. When you wash it, it'll last forever. I can't back that up. I don't know if it'll last forever. It'll last a while. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash a chair shot. Remember, we're not just a website. We're a movement. Movement's art free. So jump in there and support what we do. Keep this thing rolling along because we love what we do and we hope you love it too. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. You ever listen to a college football game on the radio and, and one game ends and they join another game in progress? And then, like, right before they go to commercial and the Join in Progress game, they're like, for all the affiliates who joined us late, we are in ad position 12. Ad position 12. I always wanted to say that. And and I have no reason and to say that. And now you just did. Everybody joining us at position 12. So, or at position 2143, because that's where we put the ad in for this one right there. Not counting the commercials at the beginning. Anyway, Patrick O'Dowd. Um, by the way, if you're local, IZWWrestling.com. Get your tickets. Psycho Circus, August 27th. Even more announcements coming, even though there's already been a bunch. So 
come on out, have a good time. Going to be packed, so get your tickets early. So the, the, one of the, the the biggest complaints about Austin Theory is the fact that he DM'd a minor a while ago, I believe, on Snapchat, and 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 you know some people in WWE have had problems with this. And I do believe this problem has gone everywhere. But if you're in WWE, it's going to be much more prevalent now. If you're paying attention, right. late last week there was the Joey Ryan news that he was working at Disneyland and and uh, no longer works at Disneyland. And and people are trying to blame his no longer working at Disneyland on the fact they found out what was going on. From what I understand, he actually, when you get hired there, I guess there's a 90-day probational period, and they just didn't keep him at the end of that probational period. And I don't even think it has anything to do with Twitter, but yeah, Twitter wants to congratulate themselves. So go ahead. Um, oh, yeah, they did it. They did it just like they got Shotzi to delete her Twitter. We'll talk about that. And, um, and Patrick O'Dowd won't like what I have to say. But it's uh, no, I just I disagree with you, but that's okay. You're allowed to. Anyway, it makes it fun. Yeah. Um, The thing about Austin Theory, I I looked into this whole thing, and and it turns out, yes, from what I could tell, he did DM with a 13 year old girl in whatever social media platform this was. However, what I also found out was that apparently this 13 year old was posing herself as a nursing student to multiple male people mostly of some prominence on social media. And I guess she wasn't lying because she was taking a nursing class in middle school, but she was outed as doing this on purpose to multiple people by those around her, which is why Austin theory quote unquote got off on this and, and has not had any issues because yes, the 13 year old can go after people. And, and all I'm saying, and obviously once this was found out, it stopped. She does the multiple people. I don't know anything more than that, but that's what I was able to find out through some research. All I'm saying is I'm not concerned about that. And I think if we keep leaning on that, where we're doing it just because he's not our guy. And if it was our guy who did it, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, the 13 year old was posing as whatever. And you know, they'd be quick to defend Jungle Boy or whoever might be doing this. I don't even know if Jungle Boy is loved enough by the internet. Jungle Boy just not turn just on throwing that out there with great immediacy. Um, right. Because they'll turn on anybody. But the so that's fine. Look, the guy is the future. I want to go back to what you said before the break about shoving him down our throats. Two things I want to say about that. Number one, they knew what they were doing when they shoved him down our throats because they knew that that was the phrase right. used for John Cena. That was the phrase used for Roman Reigns. They're building a heel. We're going to shove him down your throat. They, they paired him with Vince McMahon for that reason. They also right. trust him. They put him with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania, like they're getting ready to do with Baron Corbin. Yes, he sucks, but they also trust him to be in the ring with Pat McAfee at SummerSlam. Pat McAfee only wrestles in stadiums or the WWE Performance Center. But... With theory, Austin theory, I'm just going to call him Austin theory. I'm sorry. Being shoved down our throats. The, he has been featured as prominently as Bianca Belair. Has Bianca yep. Belair been shoved down our throats? No, she's the champion we all wanted, Greg. Exactly. So I, I just, that is, is, is the new buried. And, and, and. The new buried was the old shoved down our throats before. Like they, we just recycled these. It's cyclical, just like WWE booking. So for them to say that he's been shoved down our throats, it's it's a phrase of convenience. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, the guy can work. People loved him when he was in Evolve. Loved him when he was in Evolve. The guy can talk. 
People even loved him when he was in the way with Johnny Gargano, Candice Lorraine, and Hartwell in NXT. But he was with Johnny Gargano, so we love him. He's got a great personality. He's got a great look. He's got a punchable face. He's got everything you need to be successful in WWE in the long term. I think he's going to be there for a really, really, really long time. I don't know that he's going to be that next John Cena because he just... I don't know if he can be the good guy long enough, but he can be Randy right. Orton. Oh, sure. He can be a younger version of Dave Batista. And and we'll get our John Cena. Maybe we'll get our John Cena out of Montez Ford, but he's already 31, so I don't know. Braun Breaker, you know, even though I said Braun Breaker's going to be the next Randy Orton. And, you know, Julius Creed's going to be the next John Cena. Who knows? But what I'm saying is the future's in great hands in WWE right now. And they've got plenty of stars that are coming up. And and even though some of the ones you think are going to make it and think are going to be huge, when they don't, there's still other ones that do. You know, everybody's like Bianca Belair, even though she's younger. Io Shirai, and she's going to go back to Japan and whatever. We're going to be all upset about that. But... Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade might be your next, you know, Becky Lynch and, and Bailey and Sasha. May- Who knows? You know, Tiffany Stratton is going to be a speaking, huge star. Like speaking that, of things the internet didn't get. Oh God, sorry. I don't even care about that. But if I hear one more four horse woman complaint, speaking, I'm sorry, I'm going to speak out of turns, but I feel like even though the segments later, this needs to be said. What you loved in NXT doesn't always work on the. Raw and SmackDown program. Oh, yeah, yeah. If Joe Great. versus Kabashi took place on Monday Night Raw in... People would boo the shit out of Topeka, that. Kansas. Topeka's in Kansas, right? It, yes. it was... If you watch that match with the volume off, it's not even as good. It's nine minutes of elbows and knees. Right. But with the New York crowd going apeshit for every elbow and every knee, it's an amazing match. But take that away... It's basic. Right. Now, you put that match in AEW and, the and that audience. Crazy for it. Right. Know your audience. The NXT audience for a long time was decided and probably still is. I Again, I've heard of NXT. It's like Bigfoot. I know it exists, but I haven't seen photos. Um, or I've seen photos, but I haven't actually seen it you know, in person. What, however you want to say it. But from what I understand, the style of programming has not really shifted all that much from what it was other than a look. Um, Can we do something? Go for it. Because you've tried this with AEW. You've got a whole week, okay? A whole week between now and next week's show. Tonight, Tuesday night, was the NXT Great American Bash. Yeah, one of their specials, but it's on Tuesday. It's not a takeover, or takeover, knockoff, anything. Between now and then, can you watch it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to a concert this weekend, and so yes, yes, you can. Okay, because here's why. Here's why. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hypothesis, and then we're gonna use the scientific method. We're gonna test it out and see if my hypothesis is true. I think you would actually really, really, really like NXT 2.0. I Maybe. think you would like the characters. I watched, I watched the premiere. 
I think you would like all that. I don't even know because I haven't looked into this week's episode. I don't think because it's a special because it's mainly more matches. You would love Andre Chase. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- find some Andre Chase videos to send you. Miranda Morales and I were always sending Andre Chase videos back and forth because it's brilliant. Maybe some of it's because of the whole college thing. Maybe not because he's got Andre Chase University. He's a Bob Knight knockoff. Like it's it's amazing. Um, but you just because it has the characters. And the in-ring product, like I think you would like it. And I still maintain to this day, if they kept it black and yellow, black and gold, and didn't change around the entire performance center, and didn't move Triple H, and didn't tell you it was NXT 2.0, people would still be going gaga over NXT now. And mm-hmm. and the, the last the last takeover that they did, takeover in your house, that was the night before Hell in a Cell. If that were in Chicago, like Hell in a Cell was, and they just called it Takeover Chicago Four or whatever, people would have gone bananas for it. Like it is the presentation does actually hurt it a little bit in in the eyes of the hardcore fan base, not in the eyes of the WWE fan base. I really think it it's like the right mix of when we were kids and some of the stuff we liked. Like it's everything we enjoyed, right? It's it's superstars of wrestling. It's Ring of Honor. It's Monday Night Raw. Like the old Ring of Honor that we went to. All mashed up into one. And I just say, just if you can watch it between, and I'm going to, it's going to be the theme for the show next week. Patrick watched NXT. And I really think you're going to oh, come back Jesus with some, some good feedback. Maybe you won't. Maybe I'll be wrong. I love being wrong. We've talked about it. But watch NXT if you can. Okay. Austin Theory's the future. He's a future WrestleMania main eventer. I think they'll find a way to split up the belts, and I do think he'll actually become a world champion out of all this. Everyone thinks he's just going to lose to Roman Reigns, but I really think they're going to find a way to split up the belts sooner rather than later. Maybe using this briefcase. Who knows? Um, Liv Morgan won the women's briefcase, cashed in. We're going to talk about that, I'm assuming, on the Hashtag Miranda Show because she said last week if the person cashed in the same night, she's going to throw a fucking fit, and that's exactly what happened. So... Well, it's like the third time they've done that with the women. It's every like. single time except the first. So right, I was like, it's it's. I very much remember that in 2019 when I attended Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'll Bailey cash in, and and it happened. It was a good one. Yeah, the next year with with Alexa Bliss, it's happened over and over and over again. Um, right, it is what it is. The only person to ever carry that briefcase for the women was Carmilla. Um, we'll get there. Yes, she did, but. One person who's not carrying the briefcase around. Look, I just, I, I just journalismed to, to quote the folks on the outside's edge. We, we do miss you, boys, and look forward to when you're back. I journalismed over because one person who's not carrying around the briefcase is one Shotzi Blackheart, and she's also not carrying a Twitter account right now. Patrick O'Dowd. She yeah. got dragged, raked over the coals by people on social media for not a good showing at Money in the Bank, and that is accurate. It was not a good showing for her at money in the bank. And that brought us to where we are today. She was getting destroyed on the social medias and deactivated her Twitter account. Um, and I, I, we have different viewpoints on this as we've talked about before. Um, right. I just, you just got to know, you just got to know when you get into this world that she's in, in WWE and, and you're active on, Social media, like this, this can happen at any moment. This can happen. And right. she's a big star. And I've said that she could be a, a huge crossover star 
especially in some of the worlds that WWE yeah, doesn't really go into, like lower level movies, things like that. Like she could be a, a, a scream queen horror movie. Yeah, I was like, she's she's got she's got B movie horror star all over written her. all over. All uh, over her. She's such she's got such a unique look about her that that she's it's perfect just uh, it's fascinating. Um, and still might end up being a huge star. Right. I here here's what I I know that she posted something about her performance. Like that there was like a lengthy whether it was like like she did like a notes post. Um shortly after Money in the Bank uh talking about how you know, talking about the performance and, and, and so I do agree that she poked the bear here. Um, what I didn't see, and this is, this is where, like, I, I don't like, I follow Shotzi on Twitter because I followed her back when she was in the Indies. Uh, and she was an engaging follow. Uh, when she went to the WWE, you know, she was she was still fairly active. I don't know what the nature of those responses were, because highly critical of your response, fair game. If it gets into the land, and this is where I think that this is where I think you're unique. Um, if it got into the land of threatening or her, you know, personal like very like personal attacks, like you know, I know that you you getting bugged about your leukemia doesn't bother you. Um, it doesn't make it right. And, and I, I think you'd agree with that. And all, all I noted is that I don't understand. And this, and this is, again, this is me not understanding human beings. I get, and, and I know you're going to push back. This is how humans right. are. I get that. I don't understand it. I don't understand if, if you, if you as a follower or a commenter or a poster, if your goal is to belittle and humiliate, because that's to me, that's where this comes is what this comes out to is is the people can't have like and they try to hide behind this like it's discourse or or like I'm just being critical. Well, when you're being critical, but you're calling them slurs or, and I don't, again, don't know that this is what was written on Shotzi's wall. I don't know what was on there. I don't know what caused her to take it down. Um, but whatever was being written to her and about her was enough. And frankly, it intimidated her enough that she needed it. Like she needed to get away from the noise entirely by taking down her Twitter account. And to me, that's just, wrong whether you ask where you whether you think somebody asked for it or not as a human being like i just don't understand why you feel so empowered and what that feeling gives to you like what do you actually gain like a little nugget of joy like nobody gives a fuck that you contributed to shotzi blackheart taking your twitter down like nobody cares if you were to brag that to me in person like like I'd look at you like you had four eyes. Like, like why, what, why should I be proud of you? Like, why is that an animal? Cause it doesn't like, it doesn't need to be an animal. Cause it's not an animal. It's sad. It's sad and it's pathetic and it's disgusting. So whether, you know, whether you think somebody asked for it or not, when, when you put them to the place where you've made enough noise and you've hurt another human being, because that's hurt. That is unfair. Uh, that to me is where I I disagree. Discourse, 
getting called out. I've been called out before. I'll be called out probably tomorrow. I'll be probably called out, you know, in seven or eight different ways. And that does come with its territory. I agree. It's when we we sort of transgress into this other really nasty, hurtful side of it. And, and I get it. People say, well, just don't look at the comments. Don't read what people say. It's so easy to say. It's so hard to do. Like, and you look at it, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they all give you the little cookie, right? Like you get the little bell with the number and you're like, oh, who responded to my tweet? Like, I don't even remember, like the one tweet I had that actually, oh, when I wrote Dave Meltzer was bad for professional wrestling. That was like the most activity I ever had on my Twitter account. And there were people on there who didn't, I mean, they didn't agree with me and they called me, you know, an idiot who never follows anything and knows nothing about wrestling. Like that's minor. Like nobody called, you know, nobody really name called me or anything like that. I haven't had that, that happened since our friend Trevor. Um, he probably blocked me. I don't think sure, he did sure because he, he pops up on my thing like once every two weeks. I think he popped up in the last week. Oh, good for him. He's not going to block so, somebody that he wants an opportunity to talk about. Right. Cause he, cause that guy's come after me and I'm just, and, and it, what's funny is that I'm, I'm really terrible about coming after me on Twitter. Cause I'm just like, I, like I, what's my answer. Okay. Or I just stop and let other people. Oh, sir. I came to. Okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I came to. Okay. I still remember the first time we ever played that. God, the reaction was so good. One of my finest pieces of work ever. Here's the thing. I don't think anything that you just said is wrong. I really don't. Sure. I don't understand why people are this way either. I don't understand why people have to be like this. And I think people shouldn't be like this. I think it's stupid for people to be like this. I also know I can't change it. I can't change these idiots on Twitter. I don't own Twitter Neither does Elon Musk because, believe it or not, the Saudis own Twitter apparently. So, um, <clears throat> But yet we still all use it despite the fact that we hate the Saudis because um, we're all hypocrites. But right. it's – but I can't change these people. I can change some people through my messages. I've been told that and all that kind of stuff and I appreciate the hell out of it. And and so when when I know you can't change everybody else, the only thing I know I can change is me. And And when stuff like this happens – and I think I know why she made the initial post she made, and I'll get to that in a second. But it's a sad dose of reality when I have to say, toughen up. Like, whatever that means, even if that includes therapy, even if that includes whatever, like, toughen up. Because no one's coming to save you. And and that's something that I believe for a really long time. I can't change these idiots on social media. If I could, I would. But I can't. So you got to be smart. Lots of people. Sasha Banks has gone dark on Twitter. Kevin Owens has gone dark on Twitter. Lots of people have gone dark on Twitter. I think the best thing for Shotzi to have done would have been to have gone dark on Twitter right after the match. Like put up the black, the black, you know, profile pic, hide all the tweets and just like log out for a week. 
and she would have been fine. And had somebody given her that advice, I think she'd be better off for it a week later when she goes back in. But Shotzi's an extremely popular women's wrestler who has a huge fan base that includes lots of young women and girls and, and women in general. So she actually has a very supportive fan base too. So she may have sent this out and expected the response to be an outpouring of support and probably received an outpouring of support as well. But then the idiots that you talked about also came out and came out in droves. And and if I could make them all go away, I could, but I can't. So to me, it's like, yes, had someone, someone should have pulled her aside and been like, give me your phone. We're doing this right now. Don't even log into this for a week. Like, I'm going to change your password. I can tell you what it is. Like, just just somebody should have helped her. But again, no one's coming to save you. Hopefully, she learned. I th- will she be back on Twitter? Yeah, she'll be back on Twitter in the future. Like, it's it's when you deactivate your account, you have a month. And if you come back within a month, everything's still there. If you don't, you're gone. And, and hopefully, right. no one is taking your name. And you know someone will take her name because it's what they do. Um, there's like a Greg DeMarco show out there and a Greg DeMarco 411 out there because they've changed it. And if I change it again, there'll be a chair shot Greg out there. Who knows? Um, it's just what people do, right? They're idiots. And, and to me, it's just that dose of reality. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of what I just said. I really don't. And I don't think it's appropriate. And I don't think it's the way the world should be, but it's the way it is. And to me, I would just rather figure out how to overcome it because I know I can't change it. I wish I could. I wish we were on some kind of Twitter committee that within the company that could change all of this. And Twitter's got its own problems. This is not happening. So I think it's horrible. I think it's ludicrous. I don't think anybody should have been able to do it, but they did. And they are celebrating it. I've seen tweets that are like, we got her to go right. away. We won. Right. It's just and I hate like, what did you win though? I and well that's exactly. the point is like what did you really win? Nothing. Like you win shit. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, I don't You hurt an individual's like life. You did. You hurt an individual's life, and it's a horrible way to live. And it's a horrible way right. to be. My issue is I know you're gonna keep being that way no matter what I say. So I'd rather right. be above those idiots because I know it bothers them. There's a guy who pops up on my Twitter feed once a week who is an absolute troll and a clown. And when I say that to him, he's like, well, you're the troll. And here's a million reasons why. Even though he's hiding behind a fake account and a fake name and fake whatever. Uh, you know what I did? I muted the motherfucker. Because if I blocked yeah. him, he'd win, right? If I blocked him, he'd right, be Right, but if like, you mute him. He'd be like, oh, I got him to block me. Yeah, another notch in, in, in the belt, you know? But I muted him. And I don't do that often. But in the past week, I've literally had to block a guy and mute a guy. And it just it, it just was was – because there's no point. We're going in circles every time it's the same exact conversation. And so why waste my time when I got other stuff to worry about and deal with with that guy? So that's what I did right there. Um, it sucks that it happened, but it's not changing no matter what we do. I really wish it would, but it isn't. And that's just uh, – for the time being, that's just the way it is and, and, and the way it's going to be, unfortunately. So instead – we just got to have some fun. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. Because it is time for this, week, this week's edition of The List, where Patrick O'Dowd and I and anybody who's on the program comes up with the list. Six things that we want to talk about. The rules are simple. This week, it's my list topic. I will give us what we're picking from. 
Patrick will go first. We will take turns to develop the six. Then we will take turns putting them in order one through six. Very easy, very simple. And this week's list, we're going to be topical. Last week, we had a lot of fun, a lot of good reaction on, on championship belts. This week, Patrick O'Dowd, we're going to stay with the topic, the money in the bank topic. We are going to make the list of people who have carried the money in the bank briefcase. People who have carried the money in the bank briefcase, you're about to find out if... You just made the list! Patrick O'Dowd, you get to go first. Who's on the list? Carried the money in the bank briefcase. So I have... um, I'm banking on you naming at least one of the winners... Um, out of out of the four that I have in my like top four, I still wrote down six names because I always do that. Um, I've decided, um, but I'm going to be selfish and pick a Money in the Bank holder who won the briefcase at the Money in the Bank pay per view that I attended because I didn't know they were going to be there, and it was the day I finally got why Brock Lesnar is huge. And that was because when his music hit, when his music hit, you felt the sound. And, and, and the, the XL Center in, in Hartford felt the sound. Uh, the guy that I was with, a buddy of mine, he doesn't really follow wrestling all that closely, was so caught up in it. He didn't know who he was cheering for. He just knew he needed to go nuts for this guy because he came out. And then he showed up and the dude was like, that guy's awesome. And so Brock Lesnar, Money in the Bank winner from 2019. Hang on one second. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. Let's see here. Back here somehow. Ali using Corbin as a base to climb. Ali reaching up, trying to grab the contract. Could this be uh, Ali's yeah. moment? Meanwhile, Corbin with Ali. This is not going to end well for somebody. Oh, Corbin dumped over the top rope. Ali as well, but Ali's still in it. Ali wisely held on. And this could indeed be Ali's moment. Oh, my God, what a miracle this would be. What a miracle it would be if Ali can climb the ladder and grab the briefcase. Injuries and setbacks for this man. It would all be worth it if he could retrieve the briefcase and the contract inside. Ali has been through hell and his figure tips away from heaven. Almost there. Ali's got the briefcase in hand. <laughs> what the hell? Brock Lesnar. What the hell is Lester doing here? What is Lester doing here? The no. just So the amazing thing is, what's funny is everyone talks about how pissed they were at this happened to Ali. And maybe it was different when you were there. Crowd was not going nuts for Ali on top of the ladder. No. They They just weren't. Again, internet hindsight. I think I remember remember standing there being like, they're going to do this? They're going to do this? Really? And of course, Brock Lesnar comes out. What I love is he pushes the ladder out of the way. It falls on like production people and almost the crowd like... Brock is just Brock. Great choice, Patrick. We're not going to do this for every single one because we'll be here all night. My number one, I mean, I could do it to you, but I'm not going to do it to you. I'm going to let you do it yourself. My number one is the greatest cash-in in money in the bank history. The guy who, the moment he took off the briefcase, I said in articles, I said on the air, he will cash in that contract at WrestleMania 31. And that is, of course, 
Seth freaking Rollins. So, Patrick O'Dowd, back to you to put the third person on the list. See, I appreciate you doing that because that was, I was banking on you picking Seth Rollins in 2014. Of course. Um, I, he's, my, he's one of my favorite cash-ins. He's one of my favorite. I think he's arguably the best heel in the company in the last decade. Um, I'm going with The Miz after his 2010 win uh, as Mr. And remember, Ryan. we're not just talking about cash-ins. We're talking about the whole thing. The best to carry I know, the briefcase. I, but I think he was great at carrying a briefcase. Oh, absolutely. Phenomenal. Yeah. And until and, he, he, and up, up until that point of Seth Rollins, the greatest cash-in. And maybe I still might actually prefer the cash-in over. Uh, just He was so excited. Was that? He was so excited when he came and running just, out. Just the, the reaction of the crowd. It had been long enough to where no one really thought about it. Orton comes up limping and then his music hits. And it was still a new enough thing. Because it was like 2010, 2011. Yeah, everyone went crazy. Um, absolute great choice, Patrick O'Dowd. I'm still going to I'm still gonna keep one on the board that I know you're going to pick. Um, and if you don't, I'll have to pick it for you. But I am going to go with the OG holder of the briefcase. And that is, of course, the person who really had their run with the briefcase not been so spectacular. Maybe we're not even talking about this today. And that is, of course, Edge. And his first time with the Money in the Bank contract. Patrick O'Dowd, the fifth person to join the list is, say her name, Patrick O'Dowd. Hold on. This person didn't just win it once. No. Won it twice. Within a week. Within a week. Within a week. That is right. The goddess herself, Carmella. In 2017, of course I was going to put Carmella on the list. Of course you were going to put Carmella on the list. And deservedly so. Son of a bitch. Deservedly Uh, so. Remember the episode we did of this podcast after that where I was very upset with how Carmella won it the first time and the second time? Doesn't negate how great she was carrying that with her boy Ellsworth. What was wrong the second time? That they had to do it a second okay. time. They had to like make it up. Like that the the misstep, the, the negative reaction from really having Ellsworth be the one who and it, and it was funny because it made sense for her character. Uh, and in retrospect, if if she had been like the third woman to win money in the bank, you know, like maybe I, I think it works better. But what was the first? It, it, the feminist in me got a little riled up. Doesn't matter because my girl held that held that briefcase and held it with esteem. Did a great job, absolute great and job. With the There's a lot of people that we could select for the last briefcase holder, um, and and I'm actually struggling a little bit to narrow it down to who I want. I could go with Dean Fucking Ambrose. Great cash in that allowed all three members of the Shield to hold the heavyweight championship on the same night. But that's not the direction I'm going to go in. Um, only because this is one that the moment of the cash in is still something that, that, that people go nuts for. People will never forget. And so I am going to add Mr. Dolph Ziggler to the list and his cash in the okay. night after WrestleMania 29. Um, yep. 
just because of how crazy people went for it. it didn't turn into what we wanted it to turn into, but as the holder of the briefcase and waiting for that moment is definitely one that deserves to be on the list. So plenty of people we could have put on here launching the career of Daniel Bryan Danielson and so much more, but we didn't. So here we are. We now get to put in order these six people who held the briefcase and we get to decide what order that they go in. But before we do that, we're going to take our second commercial break. And then when we come back from commercial, we will take this list and we will put it in order. We'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, Patrick, we're down six items. we got to put them in order. we got to complete the list one through six. I get to do number one. And for number one, I am going to go with none other than Seth freaking Rollins got to cash in in the main event of WrestleMania 31. To me, that tops the list. Number two is your choice. Thank you. Funny story. Out of my six, the only one I didn't have on my list was your last pick. Dolph Ziggler was the only one I did not have. Okay. I had, uh, I had uh, Bailey, oddly enough. Which was a great cash in as well. It was. Uh, but for number one, you two, also saw in person. I, I just shock her how that worked out. Um, my number two, though, I am going to roll back to uh, the original, uh, the first winner of Money in the Bank, because, you know, you talk about the carrier, the briefcase and the meaning behind that and all that. Also, a career defining turn for Edge and sort of vaulting him into a stratosphere, yeah. uh, an, an upper echelon level. And so you can't just deny that he won the briefcase and the successful cash. And it really transferred it ascended his career so edge number two i agree with that i think it's a great choice for me number three and i can go one of two ways here to be fully honest with you um but i'm gonna pick them as purely because i, I was like just wanting the i i was on the edge of my own seat when he cashed in because i was like what if he loses and they played the match out right. perfectly and 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 you thought for a moment he could lose, and then of course he gets the skull crushing finale through the RKO and ends up winning the championship. So between two, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Miz at number three. Number four. Because he held the briefcase like a boombox and created one of the most memorable gifts out of carrying the money in the night briefcase, you gotta go with Brock. Lesnar. It was my other choice at number three. So that makes perfect sense. Patrick O'Dowd, I have to do it to you. I'm sorry, but Carmella will then be number five on the list because I do think for historical purposes, she might even need to be higher, but I uh, am putting her at five on the list. I don't think she deserves to go any lower. So Carmella will be number five on the list, leaving. You didn't say Dolph Ziggler will bring up the rear I, I thought when you were apologizing, you were apologizing that you were putting her, that you were going to pick Dolph Ziggler and make her last on the list. Not no. that I was going to just not get to talk about it. Now that's, I accept that. Um, it really does kind of bring to light as we talk to this. And I'm sure you'll, like you said, you'll talk about it more on, on Miranda show that um, maybe there's not a lot of thought 
sometimes it's gone into those uh, women's money in the bank winners. If it's always an instant cashing, because I and and honestly, I think there were some legs with Liv Morgan carrying the briefcase for longer. Um, I, I just uh, I, I could get that. It's, so. it's really hard. I figured I assumed a heel was winning, and really the only heel in the match was Becky Lynch, and so I thought that the briefcase would would stick around for longer. It's just I think it's just a harder story to tell with the babyface for them. And not only that, you know but what? Go ahead. Well, you know, you know who I would um, put as the model that you could follow now that it's been a really long time since he won it. Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Where he he picked his date and said, "I'm gonna like." I, I really like that, and I know that they. It's highly unlikely that they'll ever do that again. But as a babyface, like I think it works really, really well. Like if you got. Like if Big E won Money in the Bank, he's the type of like his character that's well, been, like if he's healthy, when he's healthy. No, but you know what I mean. Like right. again, like I and can see did, his and character. he did. I mean, he said early in the day he's going to Ron. He's cashing right. in. Um, right. But I'm saying like it was short sighted. The, the story with Rob Van Dam works yes. so well, partially because of the ECW pay per view. You know, we had one night stand coming up, and you know it was one of the most memorable like made events ever with John Cena embracing that environment and knowing what he was going to be when he went in there. And it was honestly, Rob Van Dam had a, had a case for this list too. But I do think that when a baby face wins it, they almost have to kind of do the honorable cash in, in my opinion. Yeah. Unless Um, they're the, like CM Punk's cash ins worked because no one thought of him in that position at that time. Right. Right. So it worked out, especially the first time, even the second time. Like you, like in and like with Liv, I just you know I I get it like you're you're, you're kind of taking that underdog track, but with the babyface, yeah. and this is this is playlist booking, so good on this. With the babyface, when 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 they come in and they win the title after somebody's been beat up and and is hobbled, I don't care how many times Ronda Rousey shakes her hand after it's over, there it it kind of makes as a babyface a little bit of a less than win, especially when it's kind of just the way it's done yeah so she has to win the rematch of SummerSlam. if she does right she has to it hurts her and she may not um it's unless you believe the stories that it was literally ronda rousey who said no we need to do this tonight like she deserves this um she's so beloved by everybody backstage that that's where and and by all the fans and i actually want to talk about that because this was this post was made on uh, one of the Facebook groups that I'm in that's like an inside the industry thing. The person asked, why do you think everybody loved Liv Morgan's cash-in so much? I mean, everybody, fans, wrestlers, there's not been a single negative thing about this cash-in. And I sort of chalked it up to something we talked about in, in two different ways. Number one, to me, the fan watching, if you look at Liv Morgan, okay, She's the most normally looking human being of all of them. Yeah, she's worth makeup. Right. She's beautiful and all this. But physically, she's not toned the way a lot of the other ones are. She's not got these, these you know, Lacey Evans boobs. She doesn't have any of that stuff. Like, she's a normal human being. If you saw her out and about, you would not be like, that's a professional wrestler. And so she's the every woman in that regard, right? She's the – like, women watch of the seven people in that match, a woman's most likely to be like, that could be me. And that person would be Liv Morgan. It's it's similar to what you and I used to talk, joke about 
from from the male perspective of attainable hot, right? Like Liv Morgan yeah. is one that said that a dude th- could realistically think could happen. Probably couldn't, but they, they could really realistically think could happen. So she's the every woman in that regard. And, and everybody in the business loves it because they know, first off, they know what it takes to make it in WWE. We've talked about it. You've got to manage the cycle. You've got to balance the ups and the downs and be ready at a moment's notice for when they, when they're ready to use you and to, to, you know, pardon the pun, but to cash in on your opportunity, make the most of it. And here you go. Um, for me, she's just been a hard worker. She's never given up. She's was pulled up way too early from NXT. She, she had weird gimmicks and she came back with the whole lesbian angle with, with Lana that didn't really go yeah. anywhere. Like so many things right. happened and, and yet here she is, she persevered and people love to see that, especially when they genuinely like the person. So that's why the reaction to her has been so positive. Um, let's shift gears, Patrick O'Dowd. This one's going to be your turn again, just because I have the, uh, I have the next part. It's time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. They may be positioning him in a marquee match with Pat McAfee, but it doesn't change the fact that Baron Corbin sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. So Patrick O'Dowd, in the world of professional wrestling, there are just some things that need to be said. And today is one of those days, not just because it's literally part of the format now, but there is something that needed to be said. I attended SmackDown on Friday night. And I went to WWE SmackDown. My wife wrote a great blog about it. She actually bought the tickets. It was a Father's Day thing. We got to chill out. Watch SmackDown, have a good time. But I got to be fully transparent with you and with all the listeners about this taping of SmackDown. Just to be fully transparent, it was not that much fun. It really wasn't. The amount of downtime that has to take place at a WWE live showing, especially SmackDown on Fox where you network television, all those commercial breaks, it's just horrendous. Like, and, and she timed certain things. There were two different instances where there was 10 minutes from when somebody made an entrance to when the next person, their opponent, made an entrance. Like New Day makes an entrance. We go to commercial, so there's video showing on the screen. The ring area is dark. We come back, backstage interview. We go, we see New Day again. We have the up next graphic. We go dark again. We go to commercial. We come back. Here come the Vikings. Like 10 minutes have elapsed. They're out there. Okay. Kofi Kingston was at ringside talking to fans during most of this. Literally, Wow. Xavier Woods was in the crowd talking to fans during a lot of this. Like when, when Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Liv Morgan made their entries, there was all this stuff. And at least now, like their opponents, the, the, you know, Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi Blackheart, and, um, uh, Lacey Evans, they made their entrances during the commercial. But it was still – there was still downtime even when that took place. Like I don't know if there are better ways to manage the downtime. I really don't. I'm sure they thought about it. But there were three matches on the broadcast plus a, a house show main event of Seth Rollins and, and Matt Riddle. That was the first time we saw Pyro all night was, was when Seth Rollins came out. Um, 
because reminds me reminds me of our first time when we saw Raw. We didn't see Pyro until the dark match between Booker T and and Batista and uh, JBL. Or not? Was it JBL? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because we heard the the horn. We were like, "What the hell is this?" They're supposed to be at the SmackDown house show, and they weren't. And then, of course, Batista comes out and has the fireworks. Um, And because Rollins and Riddle didn't make their entrances for the opening, because the opening was everybody on top of the ladders. They literally came out in the dark. And then when the lights came up, they were already in the ring. Like, I figured they would have done those before the broadcast began, but they didn't. Um, Because Pat McAfee and Michael Cole have to make entrances. But so when Rollins came out, it was funny, too, because, like, you see the graphic on the screen, the credit graphic, with Baron Corbin sitting there leaning up against the the barricade. And then as soon as that disappears, Rollins' music hits. Most of the talent's still out there. He actually like did his laughing gimmick at Baron Corbin as he was going to the ring. Um, great little house show main event. It's only eight minutes long between Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. Just send the crowd home happy. Um, Matt Riddle, by the way, most over guy on the card. Like again, superstar of all superstars. Also, by the way, probably not true. The allegations against him. I've looked into those too. So, um, but whatever. Um, but what I wanted to say and what needs to be said, and we've said it a million times, we did a whole show themed around this, but it is true. It's not for us. And I realize that because, you know, when you're, when you're legitimately on leukemia treatment, sometimes you have to do things like go to the bathroom a little bit more frequently. Second trip to the bathroom, I go out there and, and I'm going and I have to walk past the women's room to get to the men's room and walking out of the women's room is a mom and her four daughters. Mom, Latino mom, is wearing a Hulkamania t-shirt. Four <laughs> daughters are all wearing various superstar t-shirts and are all holding replica championship belts. Happy as can be. Just love it. Just laughing. It's so awesome. Got to get back to our seats. Match area again, blah, blah, blah. That's who this is for. They don't care about the commercial breaks. they Because they are there to see in person the people they see on television. That's why they're there. We were in the upper level. That's where they were going back to. If you're the hardcore fan or whatever, that it's it's you're complaining about who's not there. You're complaining about all like they didn't care about that stuff. They were happy with who they got to see. They were happy with when 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 they did the promo and six guys are on the ladders and they're talking about adding a seventh person and the Miz's music hits. Place goes nuts for the Miz. No one even knew he was going to be there because he's a raw superstar, right? Right and. And Ezekiel comes out and, and all these people come out. And of course, they use it to fill the fourth, the, the seventh spot, which was silly. They could have just left it vacant and, and, you know, had some intrigue and Austin Theory ended up coming out that way. But who knows? Um, but that's who it's for. It's for the families. It's for the kids. It's for all these people. And that's who has a blast regardless of the downtime, regardless of all that stuff. And, and what's funny is that being there live, like people were complaining about how, you know, during Money in the Bank, they're like, people are going nuts and you can't even see the people going nuts on TV. Like, I was there, okay? The cheap seats go crazier than the expensive seats sometimes. And somebody on Twitter <laughs> said I was stupid for that too. Like, I was sitting with them. They were going crazy right. for every little thing except for the, the the male model thing, which they were literally chanting, this is awful, and booed the crap out <laughs> of it when the graphic came up for to be on the show next week. Um, so in my opinion, that's probably dead in the water. But um, right. Which stinks because I love Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, Sean Ricker, all the same person. Um, and I think eventually he'll find a spot. But that's who it's for. It ain't for us. And I've said it a million times before. But it's so true. And being there live on Friday 
was just a stark reminder of that. Like the wife and I could complain about the downtime and whatever, and the fact there are only three matches and this and that. But at the end of the day, who it's for, we're having a great time and we're loving the crap out of it. And we'll be there next time whenever. And they're almost, they almost always come here for 4th of July. They, they literally do like, like it's, right. it's like clockwork yeah, okay. when they come here for 4th of July. It just is the way it is. So need to be said, I, you can add thoughts, Patrick. You cannot add thoughts up to you, but it needed to be said. It truly isn't for us. And I saw it live and in person on Friday. No, it hasn't been and probably won't ever become magically out of nowhere for us. So Unless the business just takes a downturn and they have to start catering to the hardcore fans again. Right. And I don't Which, think they will. Yeah, I think they're fine. Part of American culture. It really is. Word. So part of American culture that is going to wrap things up for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. Hope you had as good of a time as we did. Lots of things to talk about. Lots of topics. The wrestling world always gives us and will continue to give us and tune in next week. When the topic of conversation will be Patrick O'Dowd watched NXT. I'm excited to talk to Patrick O'Dowd about the great American bash and what he saw and what he thinks of NXT. And if my hypothesis turns out to be correct and i think it will uh, i think you you as as a human being shockingly and thinking about the internet will actually like this nxt better than the old nxt i just do um just knowing right. you knowing the product i really do think it, it it checks all the boxes and it's something that you will like so follow patrick doubt at wrestling realist w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g r-e-a-l-i-s-t there's no y in wrestling but there is one in realist and there is one in patrick o'dowd well, there's one in Patrick. There's not one in no doubt. For the best friend, there's one in friend as well. For the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd, help replace the sex bots and get him back up to 500 and beyond. Follow me at Chairshot Greg, the website at Chairshot Media. Listen to all the great shows here on the Chairshot Radio Network, including the hashtag Miranda Show, which we'll be recording at some period tonight. I think I'm pretty. I know we're going to talk about the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but. We will have a good time doing it. Until then, we appreciate you listening. Support everything here at thechairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network. And until next time, we remind you to always use your head. Shut your dumb mouth. Acknowledge me. Dean fucking Ambrose. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Nice try, though. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.